Hey, what's up? Hello, this is Admin Cubana coming back at you with another episode of the Unladylike Lounge podcast. And today I am joined by the ever knowledgeable Krista. Krista, how are you doing today? I'm good. Thanks for having me, Courtney. Not a problem. Thank you so much. Now, take a minute to brag on yourself. What did it? What is it that you do and, and what are we talking about here today? Yeah, I am a nurse practitioner. I study functional medicine. I'm certified in that, which is where we really, I just dig deep into what's actually causing your symptom rather than just going straight for a medication to kind of band-aid it, right? So we dig deep into what's actually going on. Is it relationships? Is it uh, poor lifestyle habits? Like what is it that we can really do to heal your body from the inside out? So um, yeah, I've got a, a lot of success with my patients with um, really getting to the source and, and letting them realize, wow, you, uh, your body can heal itself and you have a big purpose and you've got to feel good in your body to be able to really show up. So uh, that is what I do in a nutshell. I help you feel good so that you can continue life, live in the life that you're meant to live. Awesome. And I just want to say thank you so much for being on the side of finding root causes, because like you said, anything else is just more of a Band-Aid. And where is that going to get us in 5, 10, 15 years? So I appreciate everything yeah. that you do. And I so look forward to uh to talking about some interesting topics that um, some of our own ladies actually had some questions about. So I'll go ahead and kick those off. What are hormones and how do they influence life? So hormones are messengers, basically. So, okay. uh, you know, generally they go from one gland to throughout the body to tell the body to do something different. Right. So when I would say when most of us say the word hormone, we're thinking about sex hormones, estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, uh, we have other major hormones, uh, some other uh, hot topic ones are thyroid hormone, uh, cortisol from the adrenals and insulin from the pancreas, right? So those are all uh, messengers and they tell the body what to do. So when we say my hormones are out of whack or they're, you know, it's because we're feeling a symptom. Something is not, there's too much, or there's too little. And they all work together kind of like a symphony. So if one is kind of, you know, if the tuba is like way off key, everything feels and sounds wonky. Okay. So one can affect the other. Insulin can affect sex hormones. Cortisol can affect insulin and vice versa. All, all of them work together. And so when one is kind of dysregulated, we need to figure out why. And then once we can focus on the why behind that, oftentimes all of those will become uh, back in sync. And so that's kind of hormones in a nutshell. They're messengers. And and like I said, they're symphony. So when one's off, it kind of throws the whole thing off. The whole system out of whack. Gotcha. That makes a lot more sense than what I, I don't, I obviously can't speak for anybody else, but anytime I go to the doctor and, and they want to start talking, okay, maybe it's this hormone, maybe it's that hormone. I never understand what they're talking about. Like you said, when we think hormones, we automatically go to estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, those kinds of things. So that's that's awesome to get some insight on that. Can we regulate our own hormones naturally without medical intervention? Oh, for sure. I would even say that before you go and get hormone replacement, we need to make sure some things are in order first. Otherwise, you're just not going to get the full benefit of replacing it, right? Or let's say thyroid, for instance, sometimes you do need some support immediately with medication, but in order to get everything back regulated, we've got to focus on lifestyle. So we need to address stress because 
stress affects our body in ways that we don't realize. And stress can come in the physical form or the emotional form or, you know, so <clears throat> the physical form would be uh, chronic infections. Like let's say you were at the lake and you accidentally swallowed some lake water and now you've got a, a parasite in, in your intestine that you're not aware of. Well, that's causing stress to the body. It's kind of this low simmering infection. So looking at gut health oftentimes can be helpful. Um, right. Oh, you know, any kind of slow simmering infection in the body is stress, but then it's the obvious thing, stressful relationships or a job, or you're not sleeping enough. Like all of those things can really affect uh, stress that can affect cortisol. Cortisol affects insulin, right? So we've got to look at all of that. Um, and then as far as sex hormones, eating correctly, sleeping correctly, all of those things really affect your natural hormone production. So we want to address those things first or concurrently. So sometimes if there's something really off, we do need to replace it. But at the same time, we really need to be diving into what does your lifestyle look like? How are you eating? How are you exercising? Are you exercising too much? Are you not exercising enough? I mean, there is a balance, right? Our body loves to be in that homeostasis. And so addressing those things concurrently is super important. Awesome. Awesome. What is, now this one actually comes from our um, unladies, as we so affectionately call ourselves. What is the difference between PCOS and having multiple ovarian cysts? Okay. So ovarian cysts in themselves that may be rupture are somewhat different from PCOS. So polycystic ovarian disease, PCOS basically is a whole bunch of unmatured egg follicles, right? So okay. it's different. So if you you know, if you've had a couple of ovarian cysts, that does not mean you have PCOS. Right. Um, so what we call cysts are actually multiple unmatured. And that has to do with a hormone out of balance, right? So the hormone imbalance, that's not allowing the eggs to actually form because as every month we have, um, a you know, synchronous synchronicity of hormones that choose. So we have a bunch of immature uh, egg follicles, but every month, ideally our hormones should rise and peak so that there is one chosen and one matures. And then we ovulate. Well, when we don't have that surge, like we should, then you just have a whole bunch of unmatured. And that that's what you see on ultrasound that we call polycystic multiple, you know, cysts. But when you have like a cyst rupture, that is different. So there, those are two separate things. Okay. Awesome. Now see, that's, again, can't speak for everybody, but I know like in, in my personal experience, I actually had a doctor diagnose me with PCOS because I had several ovarian cysts. And then my gynecologist came back and said that they're not the same thing. Like you could have multiple ovarian cysts and it not be PCOS. So thank you so much for that kind of clarity. Um, is it true that hormonal imbalances can be the cause of stress, fatigue, anxiety, and even memory problems? Yes. So the question is, can you have, so can imbalances actually be causing anxiety and stress? Yes. Yep. Yes. Yeah. I think sometimes it can be like, what comes first, the chicken or the egg? But yes. certainly if our estrogen is insanely high or um, more common, it's not that estrogen is too high. It's that we either aren't detoxing it well because we've got some liver congestion 
Um, okay. Either we're drinking too much alcohol or we are exposed to environmental toxins or we're eating a lot of processed foods. In any case, we're overloading the body. And so the liver has to prioritize toxins over some of its normal things, i.e., you know, breaking down and ridding our body of estrogen. So okay. that's one example. We're not making too much. It's just that we're not getting rid of it. Okay. Um, or we aren't ovulating, let's say in the sense of, uh, in terms of PCOS, you're not ovulating. So you're not getting that progesterone push. Progesterone and estrogen are sisters and they, they, <laughs> they keep each other in check, right? And so if we're not having that progesterone push every month, we have perceived estrogen dominance because we don't have that balance. So those right. kind of things can cause anxiety, not pushing out enough progesterone. Progesterone is a calming hormone. And so for um, most people that helps us sleep better, it help, keep, helps us keep feel more like ourselves and calm. So if we don't have enough of that, we can have some anxiety. Let's okay. say we, um, we have a slow simmering gut infection and we've kind of got more cortisol going out or we're not sleeping well. Um, and so we've got more surge of cortisol in the morning because our job is stressing us out. Um, you know, those things do cause and can lead to more anxiety, more depression, weight gain. So certainly, yes, sometimes we have to figure out which what's causing what, but okay. they can definitely kind of feed each other. Anxiety can increase cortisol, cortisol can increase anxiety. So it just kind of depends. And we've got to, when I see a symptom, that's part of what I do, investigating, talking to the, who is this person I'm talking to with this symptom? Because not everybody has the same root cause. For sure. For sure. Is there a way to reverse the negative effects of hormonal imbalances? Oh, yes. Our body is so resilient. So once we understand what's going on with the person, you know, what, with the, the individual, then we can start to either supplement if needed for whatever hormone we're talking about, whatever we suspect. Um, but like I said, it goes back to some of the unsexy foundations, like yes. making sure we're sleeping well. Are you drinking, pushing 90 ounces of water every day? Are you moving your body every day? Are you meditating and doing some breath work to manage your inner world, you know, are you, are you addressing relationships? Some of these things were like, no, 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 no. I just need to go to the doctor and they need to give me a pill. And the, and the hard truth is if you really want to feel amazing and you really want your hormones to be in balance, you have to be committed to yourself and you have to say, I'm going to take some responsibility. I get to be empowered in my own health. And doctors, practitioners, whoever's helping me out is just there to help me a little bit, but I've got to put in some work if I really want to feel well, right? Nobody can do that for you, uh, right. but certainly guidance helps, right? Certainly understanding your own body and getting guidance on how should I eat? How should I be drinking water? How should I be sleeping? But then take that to heart and actually do the work. Um, that's where you're really going to find a true balance because your body is so resilient. We just have to kind of get out of our way and remove what's standing in the way of our health. And I love that you said that part about getting out of our own way, because I know firsthand, I am that person that I am the one in my own way, whenever it comes to something. And I'm like, I just need a quick, easy fix. And then I'll be fine. I'll get on to the next part. But it's like you said, it's, it's just being in your own way and making sure you get out of it. How can we check on our hormonal health? What is the best way to go about that? 
Yeah, um, blood work can be blood work can tell us a lot. Um, sure. Now, I will say a lot of regular physicians don't actually order the things that I would order. And so I'm going to tell you the things that you need to ask your physician to order. Um, you want to look at fasting insulin. A lot of yes. times you'll look at a glucose and A1C. Those are kind of run of the mill. But here's the thing. Insulin is what regulates how our blood sugar looks on paper. Okay. Okay. But our body does a really good job of working really, really hard behind the scenes before it kind of breaks down or gives, you know, like before the cookie crumbles. So yeah. on paper, our glucose might look okay. Our A1C, which is an average of three months of our blood glucose might look okay. But cis insulin has been working her butt off for years to make it look so pretty. So okay. if we can look at insulin, if we can look at a fasting insulin, then we know how hard the body's working to keep those numbers. Does that make sense? So sure. we look behind the curtain and say, well, how hard are we working to actually have this number? So fasting insulin can tell you a lot about metabolic health. Um, okay. Looking at your thyroid, making sure you're looking at not only T4 and a TSH, which are the common markers, but also asking for a T3 because T3 okay. is really the active thyroid hormone. So, and, and, you know, this is where sometimes you can be like, well, my labs are normal and I feel bad still. Well, yeah, because sometimes TSH looks okay. T4 looks okay, but you're not really converting that T4 to T3. And so you still feel tired. You're still struggling to lose weight. You're still constipated, whatever. And so you need to look at that active. And a lot of times regular physicians, practitioners don't look at that. So ask for a T3. Um, when it comes to sex hormones, it depends on what, so we are different throughout the month. Our estrogen is different day three than it is day 14. Like it's going to change. So it right. depends on what day. So if your doctor's like, yeah, sure. You're GYN. Sure. Let's check your hormones. Well, what day are we going to look at this? Okay. Because we, right. if it depends on what we're looking for. If we want to see, are we really getting a good uh, progesterone? Like after ovulation, am I ovulating? then you need to look at it after you've ovulated, which is after day 14. Don't look at it day one, the day of your period, because your estrogen, everything's low. Absolutely. Okay. So, so you need to bring that to your practitioner's uh, awareness too. Like, hey, what exactly were you looking for? And let's match it with whatever psych, you know, area I am in my cycle so that we can really look at that number. Because at the beginning, everything is going to be low. Okay. For sure. So some of it is some education on what, but you can get a lot of information from blood work. Now, if you wanted to go deeper, I look at hormones in what's called a Dutch test. It's dried urine and cortisol test. You okay. take a kit for the day. Uh, I mail you a kit and basically you collect saliva and urine at five different times during the day at a specific time in your cycle. So it's day 19. So you've ovulated, we should have progesterone and, and estrogen at a certain marker. It also looks at cortisol. And we look at your cortisol, how, what are you doing in the morning? What are you doing at night? And that can give us a lot of information about, wow, your cortisol is really high in the morning. Are you stressed about your day? Or it's really low all day long. No wonder you're tired. So we can look at some other um, testing to get a little bit of a deeper look at these things. But for the for the majority of people, I would say blood work is accessible. You just have to be kind of cued in on to what to ask for and look a little deeper with your practitioner on some numbers. Sure. So just taking control of your overall health and, and making sure that you're working hand in hand with your practitioner to get to the bottom and the root causes of these issues. Yep. For yes. sure. Awesome. Now, 
what would you say as far as like advice, guidance, tips for anybody listening who may think, "Eh, I don't know that this is necessarily a hormone problem or if I'm just, you know, sluggish or I'm just, you know, feeling whatever. What kind of advice would you have for those people? Yeah, it's not always sex hormones. Sometimes, like I said, it's infections. Sometimes it is um, a lot of times of fatigue. Let's let's just take fatigue and you're sluggish. A lot of times that can be um, metabolic issues. So, and again, it comes back to start dialing in what you're eating and how much you're sleeping. Do you have sleep apnea? If you're not getting quality sleep uh, and you snore, then you want to address, do I have a sleep issue? Am I, you know, sleep apnea is where it's more common than I think a lot of us think. And it doesn't always happen with people who are overweight. It can also be a structural issue in, in your nasal passageway and airway, right? So, you know, making sure you're getting good quality sleep. Um, how much alcohol are you drinking? That really disrupts sleep. It really disturbs um, your detox pathway. So keeping that in mind when you're making decisions about alcohol, how much processed food am I eating? That That is a stress on the body because, um, you know, the, it's just unnatural foods, right? So starting to look at, at dietary things. So I would say fatigue a lot of times comes down to a sleep issue, a hydration issue, or some kind of a metabolic issue, either from because of the thyroid or because you're just feeding your body garbage and it just isn't really getting the nutrients that's necessary. Um, but it can also be things like anemia. Like, do you have heavy periods? And do you have, um, now you've got, you know, how, when's the last time you had blood check to look and see how's my iron level? Because that can make you feel really sluggish and tired and like your workouts are just exhausting. Right. So there's definitely multiple reasons and it's not always hormonal. Sometimes it has to do with other, other things. Gotcha. For sure. Where can my audience find more of you, your work and, and follow, keep up with you? I do most of my um, work on Instagram, but that kind of transfers right over to Facebook too. So Instagram, Facebook, I have a website, KristaElza.com. So everything is my first and last name. So Instagram, Facebook, and my website are all Krista Elza. Um, And that's kind of where I put out most of my, most of my goodies. Awesome. I will be sure to link all of that in the description box below. Krista, it has been such an honor to have you working with us today and shedding some light on something that... I had no idea affected us so profoundly. So I appreciate you. I appreciate what you do. And to our listeners, our unladies, ladies, and gentlemen alike, as you know, I love y'all fiercely.